It was Christmas Day. I was visiting my parents. I was sleeping on the top bunk in my childhood bedroom. I was just waking up, and I stretched my arms up over my head. The minute my hands hit the mattress above my pillow, I froze. Literally, I was paralyzed. I thought, oh no, demons. This has to be demons. There are demons holding my hands down. And then I began to levitate. I felt myself floating out of my bed and toward the ceiling, which was already close since I was on the top bunk. I knew that in a moment I would hit the ceiling. I closed my eyes, braced for impact, and began to pray harder than I had ever prayed in my life. Praying and praying to be released from the grip of whatever demon or spirit or thing had snuck into my room to torment me. The minute I said amen, my eyes opened, my limbs were released, and I realized I had never left my bed. I'm not totally sure I had ever opened my eyes, even though I could see the room around me. One very clear thought came to my mind. That was sleep paralysis. You just had sleep paralysis. No wonder people think they're being abducted by aliens when that happens. Can you guess what this episode is about? Bet you can. I'm Dory Peacock and this is The Ghost Box. That story from the beginning is true. It happened to me less than five years ago. And you've probably heard all about sleep paralysis. It's the feeling of being conscious but unable to move that usually occurs while waking up or falling asleep. It often comes with the feeling of an ominous presence entering the room. Also, difficulty breathing, pressure on the chest, or a floating sensation like the one I experienced. Sometimes, it also comes with hallucinations or waking dreams. My friend Rand had an experience that sounds a lot like sleep paralysis to me. On my mission, I served an LDS, aka Mormon mission from 2008, no, no, from 2006 to 2008, and I served in Singapore. And I can attest to, like, the number three. Like, you know how, um, yeah, we have like a, um, the witching hour that happens at three in the morning and stuff like that. I can say that that's happened to me a lot. But anyway, in Singapore, when I was like three months in, I kid you not, like three months in, like there's some weird crap that happened. And I was asleep and I felt something like heavy uh, lay on top of me and it was just pressing on me and it was like really hard to um, like 
I couldn't breathe. Like it was at that point where I just couldn't breathe and I just felt somebody pressing on me and I felt very uncomfortable because even my arms, I couldn't move my arms. My I felt like my arms were crossed over my chest and I was flat on my chest uh, on my bed and that everything was pressing on my back and it just kept pressing and pressing and it got to the like it kind of was it was kind of like a heavy blanket at first and so when I felt it as a heavy blanket it was all like okay it feels warm it's comfortable and stuff like that and then the weight gets heavier and then it's not comfortable anymore and it's like irritating and it's like I can't breathe I gotta get this off of me and stuff like that so I didn't know what it was at that point, but it just felt like it was, whatever it was, it was hindering me of doing what I needed to do, whether it be on my mission or just like uh, staying alive or something like that, because I just felt like something was really pressing on me and was trying to stop me from doing whatever I was trying to do, and I was like trying to get up, I was trying to wake up and everything like that, and I finally did, and I remember when I did I? I had I said a prayer. I, I'm obviously I'm a religious man, so when scary things like that happen, I immediately say a prayer. And there are some cases where I just don't have time to like uh, kneel down and pray and stuff. Like you just have to pray like right there um, in, in your head or just like uh, with your heart and everything, and just like even vocally or something like that, just to get it out there. And um, that was my. A big encounter that I just knew that some something wasn't right like I just knew that this was not good I didn't know if it was evil either but I just knew that it was not good and I didn't like that feeling so I said a prayer and the that pressing that compression feeling on my back went away and I never wanted that feeling ever again. I remember writing this in my journal, and I was all like, I, I didn't, I didn't give it a name or anything like that. It was just like a weird feeling because you didn't. It was just like something unknown. Like I didn't know if it was an entity that was pressing on me, like some mare or something like that, or like when I say mare, I mean as in the nightmare, like the root word of where nightmare came from. And you've seen those paintings of those those uh, little like incubus laying on top of somebody like on their chest and stuff like that and I was like 19 years old when it happened so it was like really freaky me being a naive uh, greeny missionary and just experiencing that for the first time and again I do believe that uh, things work in threes like the witching hour not just like three like hours and stuff like that but I think like um, when I was like three months in um, that's when, like, I guess, like, people experience their trials. Me being naive, I was beginning to question my own faith at that time, and it was, like, that three-month mark. And, um, yeah, I, I, I agree that, like, like, the devil and his followers work in threes. I don't know why they do that, but they just do. It doesn't matter, like, um, within time periods or something like that. They just do. A lot of what Rand described is typical of sleep paralysis. The pressure on the chest, the strange, dark feeling, and even the praying. No one really knows for sure how sleep paralysis works, but there are some solid theories. The leading theory is that it has to do with the release of chemicals that occurs in the brain when we sleep. As you fall asleep, your brain moves through stages of sleep until you reach REM, or rapid eye movement. 
In REM, your brain releases a chemical called glycine that paralyzes your body so you don't act out your dreams and hurt yourself. In this stage, your brain also starts batting around a lot of serotonin, which can make you hallucinate or, as we call it during sleep, dream. I read one article that said this is similar to what happens when you take hallucinogens, so yeah, when you dream, you're just tripping balls on brain chemicals. Probably. It's kind of a hard thing to study, and it's honestly kind of understudied, so bear with me through this very layman's explanation. Anywho, scientists think that sleep paralysis occurs when you move between stages of sleep and your chemicals struggle to keep up. So you might be snapped awake and your body hasn't gotten the memo to unfreeze. Your breathing is still shallow, and your brain is still high on its own supply, so you find yourself wide awake, unable to move, having difficulty breathing, and seeing ghosts flying around the room. This could be what happened to Rand, but he seems to have a more mystical understanding of it, and honestly, he's not alone. As a phenomenon, sleep paralysis is ancient. It has been reported as far back as the 10th century, and the reported hallucinations have stayed fairly similar. People report seeing dark figures entering the room, feeling an ominous presence, or a creature, or a witch sitting on their torso. Or, like I did, a feeling of flying or floating. Some remember being bound with cords or held down by an entity. That's the other thing about sleep paralysis, it's rarely a positive or neutral experience. Most people feel that the entities they see while paralyzed are malicious or dangerous. Some say they feel as if they might die. Rand's reference to the origins of the word nightmare is apt. The word derives from the Old English word mare, meaning an evil spirit that would lie on and suffocate men in their sleep. These sensations and hallucinations appear to be similar even across cultures. It's fascinating to me that sleep paralysis hallucinations are overwhelmingly negative. I mean, it stands to reason that not being able to move or breathe would be scary. But why are the presences people feel always negative? Everyone's dreams are different, some positive, negative, happy, sad, scary. So why are sleep paralysis dreams uniformly scary? Why don't I ever hear someone say they woke up paralyzed and then an angel or loved one appeared? I mean, if you have a story like that, DM me at once, but as far as I know, that is not the norm. So, why? And are we always sure it's just our brain playing tricks on us? I've compiled some stories that sound something like sleep paralysis, but they all have a few details that cast doubt on the more scientific explanations for what they experienced. First, let's check in again with Rand and his second memorable experience. I'm living with my parents going to Southern Utah University and uh, there's we've got like a basement downstairs. We called it the toy room. And no, there aren't any like um, <laughs> uh, dolls in there. Not like the dolls that you're thinking of, like Chucky or anything possessed or anything like that. It's just a regular toy room with all toys and stuff like that. And it is pitch black in there. There's no basement windows to go through. And it is nice. It's nice to sleep in there. Like, if you're just, like, done with, like, a 
hard day or something like that, that is a room to go to because it is just pitch black and you can just fall asleep. And the beds in there are nice. It's like a guest room for some people as well. There's like two beds in there in that toy room. And, but anyway, one night when I was just sleeping in that room, like just because um, I needed to crash and everything, um, I remember my eyes were open. And again, it's p like pitch black and stuff like that. But there is like a crack of like light that uh, emanates from underneath the door sometimes. Like if it's like, um, if somebody turns a light on in the room adjacent to the toy room, you can see a little bit of light, but not enough to like um, show, to wake somebody up or anything like that. But anyway, my eyes are open and I've just had a, I got done with having a good night's rest. And all of a sudden, I see this like a, like a shadowy silhouette of a figure in front of me. Like I'm lying down and I'm lying on my side. Like I have my head on the pillow and everything like that. And I see this figure, he's like kneeled down and his chest is like um, parallel to my eyesight. And I'm looking up and it's just like, almost a shadowy silhouette of somebody it's in there like black and I felt like a strong presence there I don't know if it was like good or bad or anything like that but I just felt a presence there like somebody's in my room and stuff and then I felt something grab my arm and but it was very it was very quick like they grabbed my arm and it was really tight too and then when I grabbed my arm, I just like stood up right away. I was like freaked out and everything. And and when I stood up, the figure went away. Like, not just like the silhouette or anything like that, but the presence went away. And it was so freaky. And I didn't want to experience that again. Like, there's a there's like a strong feeling. I didn't know if it was good or bad or anything like that, but it might have been good, but I didn't feel like they were trying to harm me, but then they grabbed my arm and that kind of startled me. It wasn't like, oh, they're gonna kill me or something like that. It was more like, uh, maybe they're trying to get my attention or something, I don't know. But I didn't feel that there was anything bad. It was just something that freaked me out. The interesting thing to me about this story is the entity grabbing Rand's wrist. I've heard a lot of sleep paralysis hallucinations can be tactile, but I've never heard of someone waking up when touched by an entity. It's also fascinating that the entity didn't seem terribly negative. I don't quite know what to make of that. Sleep paralysis does seem to be more common in people who experience stress and trauma and certain mental disorders. Young Rand was definitely stressed on his mission, and he could have been equally stressed out as a young college student. So, Maybe his distress affected his ability to sleep. And maybe there was something in the room with him. When so many people experience something so similar, it's hard to ignore. The other people I spoke to for this episode also found themselves in a difficult situation. I'm not really sure if it was like, a ghost or a poltergeist. I don't really know the logistics of poltergeists or if it was like just a dark energy coming out of somebody. Um, but this one was super personal. This is Mackenzie. 
When Mackenzie was a teenager, her parents got divorced. And things started to get weird. Um, my dad was in a really, really dark place. Um, so when my mom wanted to get a divorce, that shattered, like, everything. It shattered his, you know, his beliefs and his standing in his church and his religion. It shattered, um, you know, his reputation in the neighborhood. And he felt like he had nothing. And he went to, like, a really, really dark place. I've never seen him like this. Um, and Nico and I, my little brother, um, believe that, I don't know if he conjured something, if it was just like the darkness around him brought something forth. I don't know if the energy was him, but essentially what happened was that, so my mom told him that they were going to get a divorce and she finally, you know, he was living in the house for a little while, just like staying in the basement. And finally, finally, she was like, you, you have to leave. Like, it's just, there's this darkness. It's just unhappy. It's awkward. You've got to get out. So he left. And I remember going to sleep and then hearing my door open in the middle of the night. Um, this was maybe a few days after he left. And I look up and there's just this towering dark figure above my bed. And I am paralyzed. Um, I feel like I am in danger. Uh, and I couldn't move. And finally, I just like closed my eyes as hard as I could and just like prayed, just like prayed that it would go away, that the energy would go away. And then I opened my eyes and as quick as it came, like suddenly the figure was gone and my door slammed. And like a person couldn't reach the door that fast. And so then, you know, I, I went to sleep or I tried to go to sleep. Um, it just felt yucky. And I sort of woke up the next day and I was like, you know what, maybe it's that weird sleep paralysis thing. Yeah, you know, it could have been in my dreams, clearly. You know, I was asleep, you know, whatever. And my mom approaches me and says, hey, did you? this is going to sound really weird, but there was, there was someone at the end of my bed last night. Was that you? And I went, um, no, absolutely not. But I also felt this presence or saw this figure or whatever. She's like, oh my gosh, it was so weird. Um, and so she described the same experience with her door being slammed and she, it was almost an identical experience. And then I, and that's when I got real freaked out because I couldn't chalk that up to sleep paralysis or like how often is it that someone has the exact same dream on the exact same night and you wake up and you say hey this is it, it just doesn't happen right and then it just kept happening random nights random days you know where I would I would wake up in the middle of the night and he would just be standing over me and I got to the point where I felt safe just by pulling it was like a little kid mechanism I don't know comfort but I pulled the blanket over my head and I felt safe from it. And then um, and then the next morning, sure enough, I would go up to my mom and be like, hey, was he here last night? And she's like, yep. And it would always happen on the same day with me and my mom. Super weird. That is weird. Cause I have heard sleep paralysis stories that sound like that, but yeah. never two people having the same thing happen at the same time. Yeah. 
and um, there was just a weird energy in the house. Um, so my brother and I and my mom, to make it like feel, to make it kind of like jokey, we started calling this energy or whatever it was, Daisy. And we were like, oh, did Daisy show up last night? She's like, yeah. Um, and then Nico and I both experienced like things just falling down in our house, but we didn't see any figures or anything. I only saw figures at night, that same dark figure. Um, but yeah, so there were just, there were just weird things happening throughout the house during the day. Does your mom still live in that house? No, no, we had to get out of there. We had to move the F out of there. Um, it was terrifying. Uh, it never really, I don't know the, the minute Daisy went away. I stopped seeing the dark figures probably probably two months into it and I know maybe my dad started seeing a therapist or getting help or something calmed him down maybe um, but perhaps something changed within him that kind of made Daisy go away I'm not sure what it was to this day no idea a lot of people I interview tell me that they believe a negative action, attitude, or experience can attract a dark spirit. In fact, when I was little and I would fight with my siblings, our mom would say, Oh, Satan loves it when families fight. Maybe that was the case with Mackenzie. Maybe she's right that the darkness, the emotional darkness, in their home attracted something sinister. That could also be the case for Ben, who has a different take on sleep paralysis. I don't really believe in sleep paralysis. I just believe it's science's way to describe demon encounters. Um, that's just my opinion, because in science that shouldn't exist. Ben's home life as a child was definitely stressful. His family struggled financially, and his dad struggled with drug addiction. I'll let him take it from there. So I'll, I'll preface it like this. My house growing up was always very haunted. Um, we always kind of, as a running joke in my family, things would fall off the shelves that had no business fall off the shelf. Like they were firmly placed in like the, like in the middle of, like on top of the microwave and somehow would knock off all throughout the night, all throughout the day, just randomly. Um, we call the ghost Henry. It was a kind of running joke in our family. And then it got to a point where it wasn't a joke. Um, I was, I was about 12. Um, and it was kind of a dark part of my life. I had a lot of childhood trauma. Um, and I was getting ready. Uh, I was going to, I was in bed. Uh, it was probably 11 o'clock at night. I was falling, I was falling asleep. And I, started falling asleep and um, my room was very dark we had very dark paint on the walls so it was very dark um, but enough light where you could see in the room I was falling asleep and I got this really dark feeling I don't know how to describe it um, almost like sleep paralysis if you've ever felt that like my whole body started to tense up uh, I just felt a sickening pit in my stomach um, and I got this, just, I don't know how to describe it, this dark, kind of evil feeling. Um, 
hair, all my hair in the back of my neck, hair on my arms, my whole body just kind of standing up. And I felt that sixth sense where you, you feel like somebody's watching you. Um, I felt it intensely like someone was watching me. And I don't know how it happens, but almost as if I felt someone was in my room when I was the only one in my room. Um, and I opened my eyes and on the other side of the room near my doorway, um, my door was closed at the time, near my door, I opened my eyes and I looked toward my door because I felt like this intense feeling coming from there. And I, I looked over there and I saw this this root like pitch black shadow um in the shape of a human um not not detailed enough where i could distinguish features but a bodily shape standing in my doorway i might like a crook of my um the door of the wall i'm just standing there and it was just i, I when i looked at it i got this just intense feeling this intense, just pulsating feeling of just chills down my spine and like my whole body tensed up. And I almost like couldn't look away, but I, I willed myself to close my eyes. And I was just being a young religious boy. I just started praying. I was like, please, God, like, this is like, please take us away. Like, like just doing everything I can. and. I didn't dare open my eyes uh, again um, just because I knew that what was there. I knew there was what I thought was a demon or a ghost or something there that was just staring intensely at me. Um, and I, about 15 minutes, this lasted, and I just, I didn't dare open my eyes, and I just continued um, to pray, 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 because I was a young religious boy, right? And after about 15 minutes it the feeling this intense feeling um subsided and after about 10 more minutes i willed myself to open my eyes again and there was nothing there anymore and i immediately ran over the light switch turned the light on and um didn't really sleep the rest of that night Ben's first experience with sleep disturbances wouldn't be his last, and the second was even stranger. I, so I was about 13 or 14, so a little older, right? A little more cognitive functioning, like a little cognitive awareness and whatnot. Um, probably about a, a freshman in high school at this point. As the kind of give a little backstory, uh, throughout these couple years, um, little encounters little things here and there happened nothing grandiose like that first story but stuff happening like my brother hearing footsteps on the hall like stuff continually falling off shelves my brother felt somebody touch his blanket at night there's nothing there stuff like that kept happening throughout those couple years and so um it was a really dark time in my life and i I went, I, same thing, kind of same bedroom. I went, I went to bed and I started falling asleep. And 
I had this dream, right? I had this dream, this kind of existential dream that I was, I was laying in bed and I was, I was staring up. I was in the dream. I was laying in bed and I was staring at myself from above me. I was floating above myself, looking at myself sleeping, which is kind of creepy in, in itself, right? Um, so I was having this dream, a little staring at myself sleeping, and then after a couple seconds, my myself that was like staring, but that was floating above myself, dove straight into my face, the the face of me sleeping, and then I woke up, but I was still in the dream, and I woke up, and. When I woke up, I was back, floating above myself, staring at myself. And same thing. A couple seconds later, the the version of me that was floating dove straight into my face. I woke up. Same thing. This happened six or seven times. This loop of just floating above myself, diving into my face, and then waking up above myself. And after about the seventh time, I woke up. Um, I didn't open my eyes, but I mentally I woke up and I was cognitive. And it took me a second to realize, okay, I'm actually awake. And same thing, I had this just in, like, like the the feeling I described in the first story, multiply it by ten. This intense, cringing feeling in my body. My bo- muscles were tense. Body was stiff as a board. All my hair standing on edge. Just this deep pit in my stomach. This just intense, dark, evil feeling. Like I don't know how to describe it. Um, and I felt like there was something close to me that was just staring at me. Um, and I opened my eyes, and just like in a dream, as I was sitting there staring at me myself, floating above me, I opened my eyes, and there was this pitch black not really if there any form to it this is pitch black phantasmic like shadow i don't know how to describe it this pitch black shadow floating above me like and i was stared at it for a couple seconds i was kind of in shock i stared for a couple seconds and i can make out facial features i can make out a face in the shadow just staring like piercing into my soul like like you see in the movies demon eyes just like but it was just pitch black just staring into me at me um and like just floating there and i ate up pure terror i don't ask pure absolute terror <clears throat> filled my entire body and i shut my eyes like squeeze them as tight as i could and just kind of went back just praying again you know just like please god like take this away um and it was just intense i so intense one of the most intense feelings i've ever experienced um if not the most and i the same thing i kind of shut my eyes and would just refuse to look up because i knew it was floating above me um just like in my dream and i just yeah, just fit for like 15, 20 minutes, just prayed and prayed that it would go away. And then after about 15, 20, 30 minutes, I don't know how long passed, but a decent chunk of time, I this feeling dissipated. I gained control over my body, 
And this entire time I was trying to scream out. I was trying to yell out for my mom, yell out for my dad. My brothers in town at the time I was trying to yell out. And like I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I couldn't open my mouth. I couldn't, I was just completely sleep paralysis as people describe it. And then after about 15, 20 minutes, I was able to gain control of myself again. And I, same thing, just shot out of my bed and ran, turned the light on. And this time I ran to my mom's room and it was about 12, 15. I only been, I'd only been asleep 15, 20, 30 minutes. So this happened immediately after I fell asleep before I went to the REM cycle. I ran to my mom and I was like completely pale, like sweating. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no, like this just happened. And she um, felt my heart rate and felt my chest and my pulse was like 130, 140. And <laughs> for someone who was just asleep, that is not usual. Um, and she told me um, just for the night, the light on and that she would just kind of check on me throughout the rest of the night and um, to go back to sleep if I could, which of course I couldn't. It was awful. Um, I think I eventually fell asleep, but it was one of the most terrifying experiences I've ever experienced. What Ben describes here is a phenomenon similar to sleep paralysis called an OBE, or out-of-body experience. Again, it's common, well-documented, and ancient. Like sleep paralysis, scientists tend to believe that out-of-body experiences are caused by a cocktail of brain chemicals. Paranormal scholars believe it is the soul, or the astral body, temporarily leaving the physical body. Based on what Ben witnessed next, it sounds like that could be the case. We moved into a new um, condo. We, 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 we went bankrupt, our house, our, kind of went bankrupt in our house. We foreclosed our house and rough time, just kind of a dark time as well. Moved into a condo. And so between 14 and 17, I was still having experiences, but nothing super drastic, but definitely I would feel these dark presences like when I was going to sleep or throughout my life. Um, moving to a new condo, these, these went away. I didn't experience anything like that for a few months. And I thought I was gone. I thought I would, had put those demons behind me. Um, one night I was going to sleep again and I felt, I started falling asleep and I, I, I immediately felt this feeling of like demonic, like that same feeling I experienced when that thing was floating above me. I immediately felt that again when I was falling asleep. And at this point I was like, frick, <laughs> I know exactly what's happening. I know exactly what is. There's like, I know there's some sort of demon or ghost or whatever it is around. Um, this time I didn't open my eyes. I was smart enough to not try to look at it. Look what was going on. Um, same thing, kind of prayed and eventually away. And then I was able to gain control of my body again. And um, I told my mom that this is happening again. And then she told me, okay, if this happens again, please like come let me know um, next night. I started to fall asleep, same thing. Um, and it got to a point where I was almost expecting it, but this time was different. 
I started falling asleep and I started dreaming. And this time I I was dreaming and the layout of my room was kind of at the end of the hall, big square room with like in the middle of one of the walls was the door. Um, and I, in the hallway leading out to it, I started falling asleep and I had this dream that out of nowhere, um, there was this, this intense banging on my door. I had a plain white door, kind of hollow. Banging's really loud. Um, and it was kind of like a gray film over the whole scene, like in my dream. Um, but there's intense banging, like, like someone was like demanding almost, like with their body language and their intense beating on the door to get in my room. And in the dream, I was looking at the door, and the door was, like, shaking from the banging, like, kind of bowing and whatnot from the banging. And while there was, like, this banging, there was this kind of, like, as if you are you are can hear someone talking, but they're just out of earshot. So they're really kind of, like, they're kind of, like, mumbling, like, kind of, like, gurgling sound that's just out of earshot, but almost, like, kind of a demonic. It was, like, a very dark deep craggly just like muttering there was words but i couldn't make out the words just like almost like they were out of earshot that was happening when this banging was happening um in the dream as intense feeling that i could almost translate the words i knew what they were saying and i like in the dream i i was i was this was it was beating on the door and i thought to myself they're trying to get in they're trying to get into my life and this, it was just, uh, this banging was happening. And I woke up and this intense, dark, evil feeling was just all around me, just completely consuming almost. And at this point, like this was very different than any time I've ever experienced it. And like, I can almost hear the banging still, but it wasn't happening in real life but I could almost hear it and almost hear that voice still happening. And I was almost consumed and shrouded by this like intense darkness and feeling. I didn't open my eyes, but this was happening. And after about 30 minutes or so, at least it felt that way, I eventually gained control of my body again. I woke up, you know, I was like, God, I'm in, cold, I'm in cold sweats and I'm just like panicking, right? This isn't like, it's intense. I, I, I opened my door. My mom's at the, end of the, at the other side of the hallway. I immediately go to my mom. It's about one o'clock in the morning. Um, and I I go and open my mom's door and I say, mom, mom, like I wake her up. My like, mom, like this just happened. And I described her what happened and she's completely freaked out. And my mom and my dad were on, not on good terms at the time. My dad was sleeping in another room. Um, and my dad, I should probably preface, um, was a drug addict, and so he was kind of in the thick of his addiction at the time. It's kind of a dark time. And I went, and we went, my mom and I went to the other room, and I'm just kind of closed body language, and like in sweats, like completely frantic, like panicked, you know, almost like. And my mom goes and um, opens my dad's door, the room that my dad's in, and says, like, my dad's name's Victor. She goes, Victor, Victor, wake up. And my dad's a heavy sleeper, and so he wasn't waking up. Um, so he's like, Victor, Victor, wake up. 
and she kept like hitting him and shaking him and he he wouldn't wasn't budging like completely unconscious and my mom started like violently shaking my dad and he was not waking up almost he was he was dead um and she kept like after about probably about 45 seconds of yelling his name hitting him and shaking him he finally comes to and like and well we thought he came to but he all of a sudden just starts laughing but like a very deep and demonic laugh like the same voice i heard in my dream that was like that gurgling same voice and same yeah just same tone of voice and same pitch everything just deep craggly demonic laughs like ha ha just as and it lasted for about 15 seconds um just started like laughing and said like said words but I couldn't make them out and while they were laughing like the same exact tone of voice the same exact like words that you couldn't really understand that I heard in my dream started coming out of my dad's mouth and I just froze like petrified like my dad was possessed and then after about 15 20 seconds and my mom is terrified at this point and she's getting frantic panicky at this point her voice starts screaming victor victor like wake up like i was like shaking him and after about 15 seconds 20 seconds this deep demonic laughter coming out of his mouth he snaps out of it and he goes huh, huh, huh what what and i was i just froze i my wide eyed like like i couldn't believe my eyes i couldn't believe what i just witnessed and my mom says what like what on earth are you, like what on earth are you doing like what are you like what were you laughing about with that i was like what are you talking about i wasn't laughing i was sleeping you woke me up and my mom and i like looked at each other just completely like panicked um and my dad was like freaked out and got defensive and um and kind of i just like walked away i couldn't be around them anymore like it was almost better go back to the demons in my room than be around that and i went back to my room and just slept with like kind of the light on and just try to forget about it do you think um, your dad's drug use had anything to do with him being possessed? 100%. Um, my dad, I think with drug use, like you're already kind of giving up your will. You're giving up your choice. You're, you're, you're succumbing to the power of another entity, one of the drugs, right? Um, and I think that, uh, in my belief, I think that makes you very susceptible. I think that very makes you very susceptible to darker powers and darker entities and darker possession, you know? You're already getting possessed by this drug addiction. And my dad is an, um, op- for listeners, an opiate addict, um, for, and still is, opiate addict for 20 plus years. Um, and was, yeah, it's just complete, complete succumb coming to it. Um, and yeah, I think he, 
because he was already giving so much of himself up he wasn't even he wasn't even himself it's just i think when you're that way and you're not making good choices that it's just that much easier for you for a demon or a different another entity to control you possess you and i, I fully believe my dad's addiction had an instrumental hand in that possession these are the kinds of stories that intrigue me the most. The ones where phenomena line up in a way that they really shouldn't. When two people experience the same thing, it's harder to say it didn't happen, or it was a mistake or a misunderstanding. I was prepared to believe that Ben's experiences could be the product of rushing brain chemicals, anxiety, or stress, except when his father started to speak the language that Ben heard only in a dream, a dream he had while his father was asleep. Sleep is a mysterious thing. Scientists have theories that they are testing, but we've really never nailed down exactly why we sleep, why we dream, what evolutionary function those brain chemicals serve. And whether or not the phenomena of sleep paralysis truly is the result of rushing brain chemicals, or gas leaks, or mental disorders, or the work of malicious spirits, neither explanation is comforting. Neither makes the paralysis, the fear, and the visions any less terrifying. listening. Before I roll with the regular credits, let me add a little disclaimer here. If you experience frequent or recurring sleep paralysis, please speak with a doctor before you hire an exorcist. Uh, lots of sleep issues can be treated with medication and sleep hygiene, and those are very worth trying and a lot easier to try than going out and hiring someone to smudge your house. Uh, also, a sleep disorder can be indicative of a larger problem, in which case it's better to seek treatment than to just let it lie. So please, if you have any concerns about your own sleep patterns, talk to a doctor. Okay, moving on. The Ghost Box is written, produced, hosted, and all the things by me, Dory Peacock, with mixing and scoring by Parker B. Abeg, who also composed our nifty theme tune. Special thanks to Rand, Ben, and Mackenzie for sharing their stories for this episode. Thanks, as always, to our furry four-legged production assistant, George Moosington Adams Esquire, because of course my cat is a lawyer. I also want to shout out once again our first and still only Spirit Guide level Patreon patron, Mackenzie Pedersen. Thank you, Kenzie, for supporting the show. If you would like to help support the show financially, head on over to patreon.com slash theghostbox and select the monthly donation that suits your paranormal needs. Becoming a patron gets you early access to episodes, bonus content, and much, much more. Also, if you have a story you'd like to share with us, please email us at theghostboxpod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter 
at the ghost box pod you can also call our paranormal hotline at 801-410-4315 if you call leave us a voicemail with your contact info and a short description of your story and if we think it's right for the show we'll give you a call back Finally, if you liked this episode, please rate and review on iTunes. It helps people find the show. And if you didn't like this episode, then maybe take a good long look at your life choices and ask, do I really want to be this person? Is this what my mother had in mind for me? Thanks again for listening. Stay spooky, everybody. This one's a little juicier. <laughs> oh my gosh, cat. Not now. The other people, uh...